Hey, Emma. Yeah, Tyler. Are you afraid of the big bad wolf? Um, Tyler, we're talking about over the garden wall today, so I think you mean the beast? No, I mean like the big dude from the kid's story who like huffs and puffs and blows the house down. No, Tyler, I think you mean the beast. I mean, that's not what I would call it, but like go off, I guess. Um, <laughs> maybe it was called something different, like when you heard the story. No, I just mean I have no reason to be afraid of the beast. I took care of that problem. You mean the dog? <laughs> That's not the beast. The beast is a being that lurks in the shadows and will... <laughs> it will... Um... Mm, it doesn't sound too terrifying to me. Okay, you know, I admire your bravery. I'm Tyler Strandberg. And I'm Emma Meyer. And you're listening to the newly renamed Keyframe Reframe. On this podcast, we watch the Cartoon Network show Over the Garden Wall and analyze the plots, themes, and characters. At the end of each episode, we'll talk about who our favorite character was, as well as give the episode a rating on a scale of 1 to 10. You're listening to Keyframe Reframe. Emma, thank you so much for joining me as a host for this podcast. Tyler, I am overjoyed. We have been friends for a long time. We've also both been fans of this show for a really Mm -hmm. long time, and... I can't think of a better way to spend my day. Oh, my God. Thank you. (laughs) We watch this show, like, almost every fall, don't we? Oh, Like, when when we lived together, we watched it multiple times. It's, I think, one of my favorite fall traditions. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to dig into the episode, dig into what we love about the show, spread the joy, spread the love. Yeah. No, and I mean, like, (laughs) I think that's one of the reasons we chose this show. It's a great fall show. It's Mm -hmm. pretty easy. Um, It's only 10 episodes, so it'll be perfect, like, for the fall season. Easy to cruise. I love it. Well, today, of course, we are diving into the first episode of the show titled The Old Grist Mill. And I'm going to give you a little synopsis. Go for it, babe. Tell us. Thank you. Lost in the mysterious woods of the unknown, we meet two brothers named Wirt and Gregory who run into a jaded old woodsman. He warns them of the beast. After agreeing to go to the woodsman's oil mill, the brothers face problems after a wolf attacks them, which they mistake for the beast, resulting in the destruction of the mill. Angry but still forgiving, the woodsman once again warns them to beware and the brothers depart on their own as a bluebird watches from the trees above. Ooh. This episode premiered on Cartoon Network on November 3rd, 2014, and was written by Steve Wolfhard, Natasha Allegri, and Zach Gorman. Yeah. 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 Are we going to start now? I guess we're going to dig into it. Oh my God, new show. So Serena always gave me shit for saying, let's dive into things to know. So (laughs) I don't know what to say with this. Um, Should we rake in some things to know? I think that's worse. Well, like raking leaves? Okay, that's cute. I changed my mind. (laughs) (laughs) So the title is a reference to the 1937 Disney animated short, The Old Mill. There's a musical riff towards the beginning of the episode after the woodsman says his lines, you're more lost than you realize, and the shot cuts to an Adelwood tree that directly mirrors the similar riff from the short. More lost than you realize. But as we'll learn as we continue to explore the unknown in the show, everything is not what it seems. Oh my god, Wizards of Waverly Place could never. I can't believe you just said that. (laughs) 
I can't believe you just referenced so, Wizards of Waverly Place. No, when Place. I was writing that theme, I was like, why is this like unlocking something within me? And then I realized, like, oh, it's that Selena Gomez song. Oh, wait, it's not just the Selena Gomez song. It's the theme from Wizards okay. of Waverly Place. Not that we need to keep diving into this, but no, the fact right. that you called the Wizards of Waverly Place theme song a song by Selena Gomez as if it's a part of her artist canon it, is so I funny. I mean, is it not? Is I, it not like what kicked off I guess Career. Now it is. I guess now it is. <laughs> All right. Well, the introductory episode sets up many recurring themes that we explore throughout the show, including the idea that, of course, things are not always what they appear to be. Yeah, and the space between Wirt and Greg is established by the woodsmen to be the unknown, further playing into this idea that nothing can truly be understood or known for fact in this world. Welcome to the unknown, boys. You're more lost than you realize. This line establishes just about everything we need to know. The unknown is full of mysteries. The situations are more complex and confusing than how they initially appear. If you think you understood something, you may still be lost. How tragic. But it's what we love about Over the Garden Wall. I mean, like, where did they come from? Where did they go? Where did they come from? Cut Nigel. Why are you pulling out, like, the weirdest (laughs) song references to kick off this episode? I don't know. It's chaos. It's I am in a new element. I am uh, trying to juggle a 10-minute show. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it light. Keep you on your feet. It's cool. It's cool. We're doing great. Okay, so this is also further evidence when the woodsman warns them of the beast, a creature the audience has yet to be introduced to, but is described as something horrible. The beast haunts these woods. Ever singing his mournful melody in the search of lost souls such as yourselves. From the woodsman's vague warning, it's understood why Greg and Wirt assume the large, seemingly possessed dog is the beast, and the audience does too. Yeah, I mean, it it makes sense. The woodsman never really described what the beast looks like or what it is, so it makes sense that they would assume this large, very terrifying, and seemingly unknown thing that's attacking them would be the beast, and like that's what the woodsman is talking about. But after the dog coughs up a turtle with candy on it, something we saw Greg do earlier in the episode, the woodsman warns that it's just a normal dog, and the beast is much more of a threat to the boys. But, but, but look, we, we got the beast problem solved. The dog! That is not the beast! The beast cannot be mollified like some father's pet! He stalks like the night. He sings like the four winds. He is the death of hope. He steals their children. And he'll ruin... Again, the woodsman description of the beast is vague, but like at least we're Greg and the audience thinking it's much more sinister and worrisome than initially expected. This also gives a lesson to Wirt and Greg and tells the audience to not jump to conclusions about things that may seem obvious at first, especially in this series. And of course, in the unknown, things are not always how they initially appear to be. And this also sets up a contrast for Wirt and Greg. Mm -hmm. The beast that they thought was like this very large and terrifying like threat is actually just a dog seemingly harmless, you know? But the beast that's being described by the woodsman is much worse than what they've already encountered with the possessed dog. And all of this poses the question, right? If everything is unknown, is the truth better or worse than how it may appear? Yeah, a dog that's a possessed like wolf creature is much more positive outcome than like what they thought the real beast would be. But... (laughs) 
the beast being a creature much more terrifying than what they've encountered is yet another negative opportunity that they may run into. Mm-hmm. Does this like make sense? You know, they're like, it's, I mean, long story short, we're in the unknown. Things mm-hmm. are unknown. Don't make assumptions. Yes, because they're like, we took care of the beast problem, and it's like, oh, the dog. That's not the beast, and it's like. Oh, okay. Well, this dog was this big, terrifying wolf creature. That's that's mm-hmm. not as bad as what you thought it was. You know. And when you first watch, the, I remember when I first watched the show, I felt like I couldn't trust like any of the characters. Yes, exactly. And I don't know. I if you were watching this for the first time, lean into that. Right. Like, right. Lean into not trusting people. It's the unknown. Yeah. I mean, like. Not even the characters, just, like, the general setting that they're in, you know? Right. Like, you can't trust, like, what they're going through or if it's going to be good or bad. Well, okay, I told you about this, but I told my parents that we were doing this podcast mm-hmm. and they wanted to watch Over the Garden Wall, which is completely darling. Mm-hmm. Um, and after two episodes, they were like, I don't get it. And I'm like, Mom and Dad, mm-hmm. that's not the point. You have to keep watching. You have to engage. You have to lean into not knowing. So shout out to John and Jean Ann. Good for them. <laughs> Do they ever finish it? Do you know? No, but I'm sure. Well, I hope our listeners will. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on now to some characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we have Wirt and Greg, who are our two main characters, and we follow them through the show. And while Greg seems pretty carefree, straightforward from the start, Wirt is already established with a lot of complexities in his character. Yeah, the very first thing that we learn about Wirt, and I was very surprised that this was like one of his first lines, mm-hmm. right? Um, he's a very emotional person, and he expresses his feelings in a... Um, poetic way mm. is if that's a nice way to phrase it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Though I am lost, my wounded heart resides back home in pieces strewn about the graveyard of my lost love. For only... <gasps> Do you hear that? And while he recites this at the beginning of the act, episode, he explores his emotions more while he's at the woodsman's mill. Ironically, he's laying on a couch while he does this, a stereotype of people when they're in therapy. I guess it's possible there's a beast, since there was a talking bird, but... Yeah! (sighs) I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm just like a boat upon a winding river, twisting towards an endless black sea. Uh... Further and further, drifting away from where I want to be, who I want to be. I'm obsessed with that. (laughs) I love his melodrama, Mm -hmm. and he does that throughout the show. Melodrama, that's a good word for it. Yeah, I mean, like, he has a lot of, like, monologue-y moments where it's, like, almost like he's looking into the camera. We love him for it. He is such an angsty person. <laughs> I feel like he he was like a middle school best friend of mine, you know, like the theater oh kid, God. the band kid, like wow. I know him. I know this I person. Know <laughs> yeah, he's also set up to just be like very incredibly anxious. I mean, he was with every single interaction that he had with the woodsman. This is also at the beginning of the, ne- the episode right after he's being a melodramatic, mm-hmm. you know. He just like kind of goes into this like anxiety spiral about mm-hmm. it and like that's a consistent theme throughout this episode with that character, but also 
you know, that's how he is. Yeah, it sets up what he's supposed to learn through the rest of the series. Ooh. Ooh. Wow, we're setting up some themes and character dynamics. Are we, are we putting in tent poles? Is that what's happening? Is this a podcast where that's our job? We're zooming out too much. We have to, <laughs> we have to pull back in. Pull back in. <laughs> Zoom in. <laughs> this guy sounds loony. Maybe we should make a break for it, if we can. But he must know the woods really well, so we may need to knock him out first. Except that may turn out really badly, huh? Yeah, bad, bad plan. Forget it. Bad plan. Additionally, he has a complicated relationship with Greg, consistently blaming him for things that happened to them. Do you think it's some kind of deranged lunatic with an axe waiting out there in the darkness for innocent victims? Greg! Greg! Uh, Greg, you're going to get us into trouble again. <gasps> He'll ruin the, the, the... You're always messing up, Greg. Boy! You have it backwards. You are the elder child. You are responsible. And you know, I get that. Again, when yeah. I watched this for the first time, I feel like I really related to Wirt. Like I felt his older sibling energy a lot. Mm -hmm. um, no, this is very stereotypical, like sibling dynamic between mm -hmm. the two. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. No, <laughs> it was relatable. I was like, I. Also, like, Greg is very different from Wirt, too. I mm -hmm. mean, like, if I had Greg as a little brother, I would not blame Wirt for getting a little bit annoyed. Totally. Just off the interaction in this episode. Totally. Greg is very funny, though. I love the moment where he goes, <laughs> he's telling the wolf, you have beautiful eyes. You have beautiful eyes. <laughs> the wolf's like attacking him and he's just like, oh yeah. <laughs> Obsessed with it. Obsessed. All right. Um, we're at that time of the episode. These episodes are going to be a little bit shorter, obviously, because the main episodes are only nine, ten minutes. Mm -hmm. So Emma, tell me who your favorite character was this episode? Well, I know I said earlier on an initial watch that Greg was very annoying to me, but mm -hmm. after watching this once again, mm -hmm. um, I think Greg is my favorite character in this episode. Oh, for cute. Um, he is our sunshine child. Um, and honestly, he saves the whole day, right? Mm -hmm. Like, while... I mean, he also was the problem of the whole day. Well, it's because the candy turtle that... The dog was choking on it and turned into the wolf. But he was doing that with the intention of being helpful, right? So they wouldn't be lost. Mm -hmm. And then he saves the day, right? Like, he is the one who knocks out the wolf while his brother is, like, panicking and gaslighting him for saying, like, you're the problem. He also, right, like, in the moment where they're in the oil mill itself, like, mm -hmm. he figures out the escape route. I, I think... Greg is more of a competent character than like just being a sunshine child. Um, the older sibling in me, after watching this again and again, um, loves to see his annoying antics. Mm -hmm. It's it's lovable for me now. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? I think it's very funny that you are an older sibling and you chose the younger sibling as your favorite character because I am the younger sibling and I chose Wirt as my favorite darling, character. Darling, darling, say more. <laughs> um, So I just think he's like super relatable. Like he has a lot of anxiety. Buddy, me too. I understand. <laughs> like I am also going through are it. Are you laying out on a fainting couch monologuing I at nothing? I am. Okay, you know, okay. like when I was in therapy over Zoom, I was laying on my bed like... Here I am in my sea of wonders lost, wondering where I will go, <laughs> who I might be. Your therapist I, is like, knock it off. Yeah, my therapist is like, you're literally 24. Shut the f*** up. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I love him. I 
I do, I also think it's like really sad, this resentment that he holds towards Greg. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of just like makes him a more dynamic character. We don't even really know why yet, other than like, Greg's just annoying. But mm-hmm. like, you can tell that it's already like this, it's much deeper than like a typical sibling dynamic mm-hmm. because like it's very one sided. It's not like right. they're both treating each other like, oh, I'm so annoyed of you. It's very clear that Wart holds resentment towards Greg. Totally. And we don't know why. And I think that's very interesting. I'm, I'm very excited to see where that goes. Mm-hmm. I, I I already said this. I love his little spouts like that go into the poetic mm-hmm. things, and I'm so obsessed that that was his first line of the episode. Totally, totally. Well, overall, it's going to be hard for me to say that I don't like any of the episodes right. in this series because I'm obsessed with the whole thing. Right. It was so hard for me to like pick them apart and give them individual yeah, ratings because I, I see this as one big cohesive oh, piece. Yes, I have always consumed this as like a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I would give this episode. Episode, a 9 out of 10. Um, I think, you know, for a first-time viewer, it can be super confusing to watch, but it sets up the series perfectly with relationship dynamics, world building, and kind of how each episode happens on its arc. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like entirely. how each episode is structured. Yes, completely. I actually also gave this episode a 9. What? So, yeah, we are on the same, same page brain. with this. Oh, my God. Um yeah, I think that this does, like, a really great job of, like, setting up the entire show, mm-hmm. which obviously, like, yes, like, that's what the first episode is supposed to do. Um, <laughs> but if you're watching this, like, as a movie, then this does a great job doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, you meet all the characters, you learn what's going on, you, like, learn the kind of interesting dynamic between... It's mm-hmm. I, I love it. It's really good. It does... It's just... There's so much to unpack. When I was watching this, there was so many times where I had to, like, pause the show so that I could, like, take down notes just because there's so much going on mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. this episode. But it does it in like a very nice, concise way. Yeah. Fits it very well into 10 minutes. Totally, totally. And I know we are planning on talking about the introduction at the beginning of the episode yes. at another time. And that has so much to unpack in it of itself. Right. And is also a huge part of the first episode. But right. stick around with us, friends, because... We're going to talk about it. Right. We did not clarify at the beginning of the episode, but we will be doing less spoiler-free um, with this. Yeah. Because, like we said, like it's it's just easier to sit down and watch this all at once. We're assuming if you've seen an episode, you've probably seen the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll still try to just stick within the episode that we're in. Mm-hmm. So... Awesome. Well, that is all we have for this episode. A huge thank you goes out to our producer and audio engineer, Aaron Bogan, along with their production company, Sonovan Productions. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. It helps more people find us. Uh-huh. Don't forget to tell a friend about the show or share the show if you like it. Please feel free to reach out to us. Our email is keyframereframe at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram, both at Keyframe Reframe. I'm Tyler Strandberg, the host, creator, and head writer of this show. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram, both at TylerJohn7. That's T-Y-L-E-R-J-O-N and the number seven. I'm Emma Meyer, the co-host of this show. You can follow me on Instagram at Emma Lee Meyer. That's Emma L-E-I-G-H-M-Y-H-R-E. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>